and welcome to an exceedingly vain episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel, and I am one of your hosts, and I have lost just under 150 pounds still. And with me today <laughs> is... Donald Weigel. Donald Weigel is the name, and getting steps and keeping weight off is the game. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Don's getting extra. <laughs> getting steps is what I do. Donald is so vain, I bet he thinks this episode is about him. It, wait, what? <laughs> How do I answer that question in a way that I don't I was making vain? a Carly Simon reference. The kids love the, the Carly Simon the references. Kids love it. Um, the the adults love it. It's nah, something. It's fun for they? the whole family. Do they? Um. So yeah. hi and welcome uh, to an episode. This is a very big episode. Uh, it is. Uh, it is going to talk about things that are vain and things that we can control and can't control. Yes. And uh, it's so big, we are going to combine the tip of the week and the pow of the week, the product of the week. It's a towel pow. Towel pow. Towel pow, everyone. Towel pow to you. Towel pow to you, <laughs> darling. <laughs> so uh, do you want to kick us off with the uh, the tip of the week, product of the week? Yeah, and I uh, I know some of you may uh, roll your eyes at this one, but um, I am somebody who... I guess I should say still am addicted to soda, although I feel like I've beaten it. Um, I used to drink between six and a dozen. You know, if I would work a 12 or 14 hour day, I could I could get up to like a dozen regular sodas in a he day, could. like cans of soda in a day. It was troubling. Why were you Why were you 250 pounds and diabetic, Donald? I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery Genetics. to us all. Um, and uh, so... I still like that bubbly, fizzy water um, situation, um, the way that it feels in my throat, etc. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> um, but sometimes I need that. In fact, most of the time, I need those bubbles to kind of scratch that soda itch, so to speak. And um, I have turned to uh, fizzy water, you know, like flavored fizzy water, like your LaCroix. Your and mineral your, waters. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I have found it difficult at movie theaters because I don't I don't actually like diet soda. Here um, comes the tip and the pal. Don't care for it. But here's your towel pal. You can get sparkling water at the movie theater. What are you talking about? We're not talking about actually just a bottle of Perrier. Yeah, not you even can that. Actually... You can probably get that at some theaters. So soda machines at movie theaters, uh, not all of them, but most of them, there is a there's a central canister that is just seltzer water, and then yeah. they add the flavors at the end. You can just ask for the seltzer water. You're going to pay. Yeah, you got to pay soda? for a full drink. Like this is the the part where people are going to like roll their eyes and feel Paying like for water. Feel like what the, am I, the, they're not getting their value out of it. But the value to me is not gaining weight here. Yeah, and like the AMC movie theaters have a serve yourself bar of sodas. Yeah, the AMC that we go to actually has that. They have Dasani sparkling. They have lime and plain in their machine. Yeah, there's like a robot that dispenses every soda that's ever existed. Yeah, but um, but you can just ask for soda water and tell them that you're just going to pay for it because they'll call the manager if you try to get it for free. But it is great because I actually don't really like Diet Coke, but I used to just get it to just have just a soda have a soda that wasn't then you know not full of calories. Soda water people 
you can do it. Yeah. So this is a tip and a product. And um, the AMC robot that dispenses the Dasani, I like to think that afterwards in my brain, it thanks me in a robot voice for making a sensible choice. <laughs> you have made a wise choice, Donald. Because he also was talking about how they give you the cup at the movie theater. Yeah. And then Donald was like, I could just fill this with nacho cheese and no one would be the wiser. <laughs> yeah. They have like a fixins bar for your hot dogs. And I could yeah. just. So get the self. Water. I could get like a 48 ounce nacho cheese instead. He but. could, but it's very satisfying. So, uh, so ask them. They won't put it on the menu, but it is a secret hidden menu service that they provide. So. Yeah, I get a large with lots of ice. Yeah, so uh, it's refreshing. It's bubbly. Uh, and uh, it's, yeah. a, it's and a product it's of the week. Like, pow! Pow! And it's a tip of the week. It's like drinking a soda, but without all the sugar. Pop of the week to you. Pop of the week Some to you. Some people call it pop. Yeah. Uh, I got made fun of when I moved from Pennsylvania to New Jersey because I was calling it pop. Hey, pop. Yeah. Can I get a pop for anyone? Can I get a pop? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's the product in the tip of the week. Tau pow. Tau pow to you. So. Now we're going to get. We're going to get real. To the vanity project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, before we get too deep into it, um. Uh, this was actually suggested by a um, a listener uh, in an email, and you can reach us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And a uh, kind listener... Suzanne. Let's Suzanne. call her Suzanne. Let's because call that her is, Suzanne, that is her name. that's her name, wrote in and suggested that we do an episode about body image distortion. And... Um, uh, before I get too deep into it, people oftentimes call it body dysmorphia. Which and, I know I have done. Yeah. But guess what? It's not. Body dysmorphia is actually a much more serious, at least more serious than what we're talking about. It's a clinical issue where people focus on they they their perceived flaws, sometimes real, sometimes not. And to the point where they actually do like physical damage to themselves. And that requires like serious professional help. And yeah, like there, there is a woman who you've seen her. She's like the lion woman who wanted her face to look more cat-like, and then yeah, she or just that had, that Barbie doll woman. Yeah, who had like five thousand surgeries, yeah. or the people who want elvish ears to seem more like yeah. Lord of the Rings. So those are people with actual conditions that take it way beyond what is normal. Um, and I have often talked about uh, losing weight, 150 pounds, and talking about my body dysmorphia. But Donald has has checked me and wrecked me and told me that I don't actually have dysmorphia. I just have body image issues. Yeah, it's I, just I, a body image issue. Believe it or not, we actually sometimes do research for this show. It may be hard to tell, but um, in, in researching the topic a little bit, I... Um, I found that body dysmorphia is a clinical, like, serious condition, whereas uh, body image distortion is more what we're talking about. Yeah, so as we start out, we're we're definitely not going to cover every single angle of this uh, distortion because it is a very big topic. But um, I think, you know, I, I heard recently someone say that your body shape is not a fashion trend. Yeah. Like, you cannot help but be the height that you are, have, uh, you know, the, the the jawline that you have. You're, you're sort of born yeah. with certain yeah, the, things that are unchangeable. things you can't change. The shape of your shoulders, the shape of your head. Like, there's just In, stuff that it is what it is. Yeah, and you can accentuate certain things and not. And we're going to do a separate episode on fashion. But we grow up 
thinking that there are great body types or perfect ways to look. Yeah. Um, you know, we all know, we're not telling you anything you don't know about, you know, unrealistic expectations in uh, in the fashion industry and in the yeah. world of what's supposed to look right. But my, you know, I grew up uh, as, a, as a Polish kid. I am a Polish uh, adult now. Uh, I have a Polish nose. What can I do about my Polish nose? It's shaped like a pierogi, unless I get actual surgery. Still, I've been listening to her talk about having a Polish nose for 20 plus years. I still don't know what she's talking about. She has a beautiful, cute nose. Aw, thanks. But like, I can't do anything about it unless I actually have surgery. I have a body shape that matches my family history. Like I I have always had sort of uh, larger hips. And growing up, in as much as early as fifth grade, uh, being called thunder thighs, having people say thunder, thunder, thunder thighs as I yeah. walked by, making and, and booming we all sounds. Carry weight in different ways. Like you know, some people, you know, when I was a hundred pounds heavier, um, there were there were people who were the same you know weight as me, same size as me, but you know carried it all in their hips. I carried it all in my stomach, and well, not all, but carried it predominantly in my stomach area and my face. And, you know, for whatever reason, that's just how my body works. Yeah, but I was always really self-conscious about my thighs because I was mercilessly made fun of from fifth grade on. So I was always really sensitive about it. And I tried to cloak my hips by wearing lots of lipstick so that people would look at my face instead of my hips. But yeah, it turns out you didn't have like a Harry Potter style invisibility cloak. No, no, I did not. But dysmorph or you know or body image issues start very young we're told you know what we think is perfect what we think is great and the dysmorphia goes from high like at my highest i was 300 i didn't think i looked that big i held it well i had a pretty face yeah but then i'm also 150 pounds down must be nice and I still have issues with my body shape and not thinking I, I I still feel like I look bigger than I am. Yeah, I still have definite issues with it. And there are no easy answers to this. Um, uh, you know, I still, even after having lost 100 pounds, I've kept it off now for a year. Um, I still am surprised every time, almost every time I look at myself in the mirror, like, and it's a good surprise, but I still have this image of myself in my head of the 250 pound me, or I should say the me of a hundred, you know, hundred pounds heavier. Um, and I still am embarrassed to eat anything that seems like a treat. If it's not like a carrot stick, I am, I am still embarrassed. I still feel shame eating things in front of other people that, are, you know, that would be considered indulgent. I still have that in my head, even though now anybody looking at me who didn't know would just be like, oh, there's just a guy, you know, I look thin. (laughs) There's a guy who's just eating stuff. Yeah. And I get, I still get self-conscious when I walk past a maternity department or not a maternity, but like maternity clothes department. Like people are going to be like, oh, when are you due? Like, yeah. And so I kind of rush through still, even at, you know, ha- having lost 150 pounds, I, those, the psychological effect that weight and body image has doesn't magically go away when you're a certain number on the scale. And Suzanne, who wrote into us, said that she's lost 40 pounds and still has issues with seeing herself in a certain way. And I think we, a lot of times when we think about weight loss, we think about 
the body type that we're going to have when we hit our goal weight or that we're, we'll suddenly be satisfied with everything about ourselves yeah. once we cross that imaginary finish line. And we've talked about it before. We are not fixed, like, at all. No. We are broken people uh, fighting our way uh, to, to good habits despite the way we see our bodies. And I still have roles. I've got cellulite. I've got loose skin. I sound like a total catch, don't I, Donald? <laughs> um, this is why we do a podcast and this not is, a vlog. This is in, all in her Tinder profile, by yeah. the way. <laughs> swipe up or <laughs> left or down or I don't know. I don't know. If you, you know how to swipe, you, let us know. You swipe some direction. We met before swiping was a thing. Yeah. So um, no swiping for us. But like, <laughs> No swiping swiper. That's what I know from ex- Dora the Explorer. <laughs> but we... I think a lot of people think that, you know, at a at a high weight or, you know, when when they lose 100 pounds, then they'll suddenly be confident in their bodies. When they lose X amount of weight, then they'll be able to wear a bikini or a halter top or, you know, short shorts or whatever. And our bodies, I mean, I spent 30 years sh- bending my body in bad ways i would gain weight and lose weight and gain weight and lose weight guess what my elasticity in the skin isn't as good as what it was when i was 20 years old and my body shows the effects of that yeah and can i mine too can i have surgery to take away the imperfections sure but that's not how i want to spend my money right now uh so we've got to live with the bodies that we have and we ask you in our listening audience to love the body that you have the whole way because it's going to get you to where you want to be. And I, this may seem like a must be nice problem to have, but I have spent a lot of the last year, you know, I, I essentially hit my goal weight uh, about a year ago and I've spent much of the last year just thinking to myself, well, if I could just take off another five or eight pounds, then I would be happy with my middle area. And um, I've, it's been a struggle to come to grips with the fact that, you know, even though the scale is where I want it and um, the clothes are where I want it, like without surgery, there's just certain parts of me in the middle that aren't going to get there. You know, I could do all the, all the sit-ups and crunches in the world. And, you know, my dreams of becoming an underwear model are (laughs) slipping through my fingers. (laughs) And I just, I have to, you know, come to grips with that. I mean, I never thought I would be an underwear model, but, um, you know, just realizing that, Hey, I'm, a middle-aged man and this is how it is because I spent all those years a hundred pounds heavier than I am now. Well, and too, for me, I see people who are maybe the same weight as I am or the same height and their body structures are very different. Some people carry a lot of weight uh, up in their shoulders. I carry it in my hips. I've said it before. I wouldn't want to trade someone else's shoulders for my hips. And guess what? You literally cannot do that. We are not yeah. potato heads that have interchangeable parts. There, there are no magic wands that no. allow you to do this. So we can go ahead and minimize things that we don't like. If we think we have big ears, we can wear hats. We can grow our hair long to cover our ears. Um, we can use bronzer to accentuate our cheekbones. But fundamentally, our body shapes are not um, fashion trends. Yeah. Um, either you have a a flat butt or not or thighs or a stomach or whatever like we have body flat butts and i cannot (laughs) lie um but there are things that we can do like you know i lost 100 pounds in this last uh, go around and i didn't do any weight training i didn't do uh any you know uh 
high intensity interval training. And then at one point I was like, hey, you know what? I think I'm ready to start working on my arms. I yeah, feel like I mean, they're, the, they're the focus for a long time for me too was just just get the weight off. And, and now it's a little bit more about getting into actual shape. Yeah, so um, I have been doing, and we've talked about it before, the blog Illati's 30 day arm challenge, ab challenge, uh, thigh challenge. And yeah, they have helped. She's got so many great exercises on that website for people who don't want to go to a gym, which includes me. Yeah, and I, uh, I'll, I'll have to. We'll have to look up the spelling of it, but it's blog b l o g, Pilates like Pilates. It's Pilates, but with blog in front of it. Yeah, you can Google the spelling. Google it. Yeah. Um, but so we can work on changing our shapes to a certain point, but. In the end, I mean, like, you're listening to this going like, wow, it must be nice to have lost 150 pounds and you're complaining about it. But the bottom line with losing weight, none of this is really a vanity project. When you're 20 years old, maybe it's about vanity and maybe it's about, you know, not being made fun of at at the high school prom. But we're at an age now, all of us, I don't know what age you are. This is not about vanity. This is actually about your health and yeah. your life. And so if we can look beyond the scale and look beyond our hips or our chests or our our uh, wrinkles. Yeah, whatever whatever it is about your body that you don't like or you're sensitive about, you know, it's not it's not really about that. Yeah. So like right now, one of Donald's non-scale victories is he's not having to go to his heart doctor anymore. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a huge victory. You know, I've been seeing a heart doctor uh, since 2005, and just this past December, he told me I didn't have to come back uh, unless I actually had issues. And, right. you know, that's huge. Um, I, uh, I, you know, am super relieved I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, and I mean, so... Like you said, beyond the scale, there's reduced risk of heart disease, diabetes, kidney disease, a high blood pressure. Uh, we also read somewhere on the interweb that for every pound lost, it reduces four pounds of joint stress on your knees, reducing osteoarthritis. Yeah, and I, I've talked about this before, and I mean, that's huge, by the way. I've talked about this before, but like I I brought my A1C level down from 8.4 to 5.5, which is, you know, 8.4 is like hardcore diabetes and 5.5 is just inside of normal. And, you know, the the health benefits of that are huge. I I used to be somebody who could not get through a Saturday without taking a nap. And it's been a while since I've had to do that when it wasn't directly related to me being up all night for work. Um, And so focusing on not necessarily the fact that you can't wear that bikini that you were hoping to, but focus on the health benefits, you know, psychologically really helps. Like my brain is essentially a funhouse mirror. (laughs) I I, like it adjusts my body image. When I was 100 pounds heavier, I used to look at myself in the mirror and my brain would adjust and be like, oh, you're not so bad. Like, look, look at how this part of you looks or that part of you looks. And, you know, and then I would see a photograph of myself and just be absolutely horrified. Well, and I did that, too. I mean, sometimes I go back and look at those like face to face Friday opportunities and I basically put 
like instead of just doing a head-on shot of myself, I would hold the camera like straight above my head and shoot down like I was shooting down from a tall building so that I would look slender. So I knew that I didn't look good, but I was trying to put myself in the best light. I was a photographer. I wanted to, you know, uh, do that. But like I don't have that many face-to-faces because it's more like straight up to straight up, you know, uh, 90 degree angle shots. Um, but that self-talk is, you know, and it, it carries through so much of our weight loss. And we've talked about it before. Like the way we talk to ourselves is horrifying. The way we put ourselves down, yeah. the way we say we're not valuable to say we take on, you know, someone else calls us thunder thighs. So we take that on as our own um, self-talk. And, you know, they say you wouldn't talk to a friend that way. Like, can you imagine talking to a friend and being like, you know what, you would be such a better friend if your thigh circumference was three inches less. Like, then you'd be lovable and awesome. Like, (laughs) Like, how horrifying and how shallow would that be? But that's how we talk about ourselves. Like, if we were just one size small, If our hips were not as, you know, covered in cellulite, then we would be lovable. Then we would be worthy. Then we would get the job that we've always wanted. Like, turns out not so much. Yeah. And think about think about the people in your life who you love. Do you love them because they have a particular body shape? Like, do you love them because they have perfect earlobes or because they they carry their weight really well in a certain area? Or do you love them because of the kinds of people that they are? Right. Does does anyone look at an obituary and be like, you know, oh, well, Grandma, Grandma Neener was a size six uh, <laughs> with like perfect thighs and uh, a smooth belly. No, it's like yes. and her loving, clothes always fit her perfectly. Loving, like, no one says loving that. grandmother, generous of spirit, volunteered. Like you don't ever just put someone's stats as their value, but we do that to ourselves all the time. Yeah, and, and look, this is definitely difficult. I mean, I I started this episode by talking about how I still picture myself as hundred pounds heavier, um, and I I need to you know still focus constantly on the actual accomplishments I've made and the practical applications of this. Like, if I have to walk somewhere, I'm fine. Like recently. Um, I was on a scout for the TV show that I'm on and we were at this courthouse and we were going to film on the seventh floor of this building and the elevator, they would only let seven people in the elevator at a time. And um, there was a big crowd of people like waiting to go up to this floor. And one of the guys said, hey, are there stairs? And I went, stairs? I can walk stairs. Ding, 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 ding. And so me and two other guys ended up walking up to the seventh floor, and I was so happy that, A, I didn't have to wait for that tiny elevator, and B, that I was able to do that and not even really, you know, it didn't kill me. Like, I was just able to go up there, and and I got the smug satisfaction of getting seven floors on my Fitbit <laughs> while everybody else was waiting for that elevator. Well, and I, you know, and I've, I've said before, um, I used to work in a 22-story building, worked on the 15th floor. And, uh, you know, going back to this isn't about vanity. It's about practical, like being able to use your body. Like 
I uh, went to lunch one day, took the took the elevator, and then when we came back, the power in the building was out, and my keys and my phone were up at my desk, fifteen wah, floors. Wah. And I uh, was wearing impractical shoes, and I had to, you know, everyone was like, oh, I guess we just have to walk up to the 15th floor. And you know if you have had a weight issue, the dread that yeah. comes with Three going up. Three years ago, that would have made me panic. Like, out of breath, trying to pretend that I could talk, like holding my breath so that I could talk to people as we were going up the stairs, st- having to stop at certain levels so that I could catch my breath, pretending to be coughing or yawning so that I could like breathe really heavily to get up to the 15th floor. Yeah. It was terrible. Like it was. Yeah, and a lot of it, it's not even the physical, like the physical pain of having to walk up the 15 flights. It was the sheer terror of embarrassment that other people were going to be able to do it and I was going to be the one who couldn't do it. Yeah, and we used to have, uh, you know, fire drills once a year in our building and the the rule was go down five floors, check in, and then go back up. And you would be one of 40 people trying to get on a bank of elevators or people go, I'll just take the stairs and be like... I'm going to call out sick that day so that I don't have to go up the five flights of stairs. Like it was, it was to the point of just avoidance. And I actually used to be afraid of getting on elevators too with a number of people because I would check the weight limits and think I was going to be the one that was going to break the elevator. Like I do not worry about that anymore. And you had a fear of stairs breaking. I literally thought that I was going to be the one that would break the stairs all the time. And I, I put on our Instagram feed, if you go back to the beginning of our Instagram feed. And I, please do go back to the beginning do. of our Instagram feed. Or don't, and then I'll put it as new content. And yeah. You'll think that it's, I'll just uh, reuse it. Yeah. But I actually did a series of uh, 30 days, 30 ways. People love rhymes, and there it was. But I did like 30 ways my life is They love be- Leanne rhymes and actual <laughs> rhymes. Um I did uh, 30 ways that my life is better at the weight that I am now. And it has nothing to do with the scale. It has nothing to do with the circumference of my hips, but actual ways that I just am am living a better life. Um, It does not hurt to stand anymore. It used to take me 10 minutes to get out of bed in the morning. I have a heel spur and the amount of weight that I was putting on my foot, it actually hurt to stand up. Um, I can wrap a towel around myself and not worry that I need a beach blanket instead of a normal blanket or a Mm -hmm. a normal towel. Uh, I was afraid I would break ladders. Like I would have to, you know, see the weight limits on a step stool. And I was afraid that I was going to break a step stool. Um, Donald doesn't snore anymore. And that is a benefit to me because I thought I would kill him with a pillow. It actually benefits me too. I don't, I I didn't realize how much snoring was getting in the way of me getting restful sleep. I mean, I, I couldn't like stay in certain positions while I was sleeping because the snoring would wake me up. Like my own snoring would wake me up. Yeah. And I mean, Donald's been taken off medications. Uh, I don't worry if people are going to ask me when I'm due anymore yeah. uh, fun fact never been pregnant yeah by um, the way don't ever ask a woman never when she's even, due. If she's even if she's in the maternity like, ward yeah. like the water is breaking just she assume. might even have a like a t-shirt on that says bun in the oven with an arrow just assume she's <laughs> talking about a delicious yeah seed don't bun. don't do that don't put your hand on her stomach don't None of that. But I used to be worried about going through turnstiles. Um, I used to be worried about putting down the food tray on an airplane, buckling a seatbelt, yeah. getting on a roller coaster. I used to be afraid of that, like having to ask for that seatbelt extension on planes. Armchairs. 
all I, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to explain my armchairs were difficult, but I will. But like having my, my thighs pour out of the side of armchairs, breaking chairs, which I've actually done. Theme like, park rides, like seriously, like fitting into the seat with the, the, uh, the safety harness in a theme park ride used to terrify me. Yeah, and I only take up one couch cushion now. Like, I actually used to take up more than one, and now I fit comfortably on a single couch cushion. Yeah, like, which benefits me, too, because well, she can sit so far away from me. Well, and movie theater, like, like movie theater chairs. I know there's oh, all yeah. the, like, the recliner ones now, but, like, back in the day, f- like, having to squeeze into a movie theater chair and not, like hitting up against a seat partner like and in my mind like i would get onto an airplane or a theme park ride or a movie theater and in my mind the person next to me would roll their eyes and huff and be like oh god i can't believe i got to sit next to this guy well and yeah that's a whole other that's a whole other thing cuz i mean the the amount of discomfort of just being around people who you thought were judging you uh, was was really tough. And I, speaking of airplanes, I used to feel like a veal calf getting into a stall, uh, a restroom stall, in a, anywhere or in an airplane. I felt like I was claustrophobic. And it's they're much bigger now that I don't take up as much room. Yeah, and I still carry around a lot of this resentment and shame, and it's all directed at myself. And, you know, I have lost the 100 pounds is my body perfect? Heck no. Am I going to be the next Calvin Klein model? Heck no. But now I've I reap all of these practical benefits from doing that and I need to, you know, remind myself of that. It's very encouraging. Yeah, and I mean and I've said it before too, we are working on improving our bodies for our future selves, for ourselves who are 70 years old, 80 years old, 90 years old. I do not want to be wheelchair bound. I do not want to fall on the floor and not be able to get I don't up. want to have to rent one of those motor, you know, mechanical scooters at a theme park or like I love theme parks. Have I mentioned theme parks enough? At a theme park or on vacation or whatever. Like I want to still, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'm hoping well into my 70s, hopefully even 80s plus, I can still get around. And, you know, that future mobility is really a motivator for me. Well, and being able to, like, lift your own suitcase up. Um, I still cannot open a jar to save my life. So that's that's maybe my uh, my hand strength. I still need <laughs> that's Donald. That's why she keeps me that's around. That's why I'm married to Donald. Yeah, but jar the, opener extraordinaire. But just being able to carry yourself up a flight of stairs or walk a mile um, if your car is out of gasoline. Not uh, not to get medicine, life-saving medicine, but <laughs> like just practically speaking, the power goes out. I can walk up 15 flights of stairs and it's not an issue. Yeah. Um, so the, the practical ways that we're practicing self-care for our future selves is so much bigger and so much more important than the circumference of our hips or the sag of our stomachs or, you know, not having that perfect Kim Kardashian uh, booty, as the kids say. <laughs> I was wondering what word, what word you were searching for there. <laughs> but so uh, I was going to help you out. Then I was like, nope, let's just see what she comes up with. So to sort of summarize how, you know, body image can affect you, it isn't all about body image. Body image, it's not about body image. But managing... <laughs> 
It, but it's so much more than that. Analyzing your self-talk. Would you talk about your, you know, your best friend that way? Do you judge your family members or friends based on their circumference of any part of their body? Yeah. Or is it their personality? I rode by in my personality for years. Yeah. Um, but really, we don't judge people the way we judge ourselves. Um, how do you feel? Like, how do you actually feel? Like Donald said, are you snoring? Are you tired? Like, whatever the seven dwarves of, uh, of, of sadness are, how do you actually feel in your body compared to how you felt 40 pounds ago? Um, what are you grateful for? What can you do in the body that you have? Um, can you, you know, get on the ground and play with your dog or your grandkids? Can you lift a suitcase over your head? Can you go up a flight of stairs? Um, what can you do now that you've lost weight that you couldn't do before? And really value that because there are people who would love to be able to go up a flight of stairs without losing their breath. And, and you know, medical issues too. I'm not I'm not saying, and I'm not qualified to say that all. Oh, he's not qualified. You know. <laughs> no, no, no. Whatever he says next. What whatever he says. No. Definitely no. not. I. You know. It turns out that nearly every medical issue that I had, and I had many, was tied to my weight. And once the weight came off, they went away. And I. I don't think that it's a magic bullet for everybody, but it's amazing how much I underestimated how much my weight was holding back my health. Yeah. So when you're going through this process, and I, I've talked about it before, I, in in terms of seeing yourself and seeing pictures, you know, and you, you feel like you're, you, you haven't lost weight. Like I'm, I'm up a few pounds right now. I've talked about it before and I feel really unhealthy and the me of three years ago would have killed to be the weight that I am today. Yeah. But the me of four months ago knows that I can do better than I'm doing right now. So I'm working my way back down the scale. Um, but some things to really focus on as you're going through the process is to take your measurements, see where you were and where you are now, and hold the tape up. I have my yeah. size 24 jeans that I still put on from time to time to remind me of how big I really was back then. If you don't have... A pair of pants that you kept from your before weight, go to the store and try on the larger size just to remind yourself and, and of how far you've come. And if you're just starting out on this, keep the before pants. Like, hold on to them because once you get there, and I know you will and get there, it will be incredibly satisfying to still have those original pants. Yeah. Um, take a full body pick, not from outer space, not from a drone up in the sky, but take a straight on uh, full body pick. Have your blood work checked. See where your levels are because that is a huge indicator. Your blood pressure, your A1C levels, like all of that matters. Um, make a list of the things that you want to be able to do. You want to be able to get on a roller coaster. You want to be able to wrap a towel around you. All those kind of practical Maybe there's a landmark things. with a lot of stairs that you've always wanted to be able to go up, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, another thing another podcast mentioned was if you don't really see what your body looks like, if you still see yourself at your old weight, ask someone to t to point out another person in society who has a similar body shape. So like I've lost uh, a lot of weight. I don't see that in myself. So I asked Donald, hey, Donald, if you see a lady walking by who has a similar body shape to me, point that out. So I that did it this morning. He did it this morning. And I was like, what are you talking about? Those yeah. are fitto, thinno, like healthy she, people. She refused to believe me, but, it's, but it was true. But you can't like see yourself 
unless you're not yourself, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you can't see yourself if you're not yourself, yeah. or unless you're not yourself. But remind yourself that this is not a vanity project. This is not just about being a certain number on the scale. This is about your actual health, your well-being, and the things that you can do uh, as you as we age, because we're all aging. You've aged since you've started listening to this podcast. Oh, wow. That's deep. Yeah. So... Go back and uh, look at our uh, Instagram feed to look at my 30 days, 30 ways, because all of those things are the real measure of the success that I feel now. Um, The, you know, my clothing size or the number on the scale is such a small part of what I'm actually grateful for in this in this process. I have loose skin. I have lumps and bumps. And uh, I am a me too. I am. Uh, I really, really sound horrific. If I was describing myself to a police <laughs> <laughs> to uh, a police sketch artist, it would look like uh, Sigmund the Sea Monster. But, but ultimately, our Sigmund. lives. Ultimately, our lives are so much better now. And focusing on the things that we can control, our mindset, the our our, our uh, what we're grateful for, matters so much more than the hips that I'm not satisfied with. And you will see people, and we talked about actual dysmorphia earlier, yeah. people who are, you know, that, that even we would must be nice, who are 112 pounds and hate their earlobes or hate their thigh gap or hate their knees, who have surgery and then are still dissatisfied. Yeah. Like, we will find ways to be dissatisfied with ourselves no matter what. We are very good at finding flaws. Yes, we are. So accentuate the positive. Accentuate the positive. Are we going to get sued for me singing that little bit of the song? Uh, maybe not for the reasons that you think, though. But, oh, just uh, because of my terrible singing voice. So yeah, so you are you are worthy. Your shape is worthy. Your body is worthy. And uh, the messages that you give to yourself, uh, they trickle down to those around you. They sure uh, do. So um, so yeah, so be positive. Be positive. And also... Be listening to We Only Look Thin. <laughs> How's that for a transition? It's great. Uh, you can find us wherever you found us. <laughs> keep finding us podcast. where you found yes, us. Yes, keep finding us. Uh, we have a website, weonlylookthin.com. You can listen to the show right on that website. Yeah, you can go to Facebook and chime in. Uh, do you have uh, any sort of uh, body image issues? I bet you do. Why don't you tell us about it and how you have dealt with it? Uh, because we're all in this together and we're looking for new ways to uh, to figure out how to be champions of our situations and not victims. And if you would like to message us uh, just like uh, Suzanne did, um, uh, who suggested this episode, uh, you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at weonlylookthin. Uh, the the tweeters at We Only Look Thin. Yes. Uh, and uh, sorry, I was trying to look for for an amazing uh, review of our podcast on iTunes because we have received so many reviews. Like whenever I'm feeling like a hoax and a phony, yeah, I read one of those reviews and I realize. That we're pretty awesome, and we've done a big thing. And if you're feeling generous, if you got something out of this podcast, um, you know, we do this for free. One way you could pay us back is to go to iTunes and leave us a rate us and review us. Uh, it would be great if it could be five stars. Uh, we would appreciate that. 
Um, but we will also take uh, any review. Um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be anything long or big. Just, um, you know, hit that five stars. And <laughs> In the say, time it hey, took Donald cool. to tell you to leave us a review, you could have left a review. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, we really appreciate hearing from you and your suggestions and feedback and, uh, you know, how we can make the show better. So the next time you're at a carnival and you wander into the House of Mirrors and you're wondering whether the mirrors are actually your real shape or not, forget about the mirrors and just remember mm-hmm. that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration Asian Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.